0: Hey, Cheaters. Welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you?
1: Josh, I am no longer Brandon, I am Howard. Of Howard's Custard My new team name As provided by you The Always Cheating Listeners Is Howard's Custard What do you think About it Josh Good name Bad name I I didn't quite Understand it
0: And then I, I Remember the uh, The Great British Baking Show Episode Where uh, his, Howard's Custard Was stolen And even then I was like that a little That dastardly
1: Deborah She yeah, stole his custard
0: was, Right from his fridge I was a little On the fence even then But then when I saw That you actually Look like Howard But with a weaker <laughs> it's, He has a weaker chin Than you do I'll give you more credit I mean that <laughs> yeah i 've seen your chin in many years because you 've this this civil war era beard, but uh,
1: yeah yeah, yeah hiding, hiding that weak chin right, Exactly. So th- it, it, it was fun to solicit team names on social media. I think that Josh, I want to do this on a monthly basis okay. with our listeners, okay. so if you submitted an idea for my team name and i, I didn 't accept it. Uh, maybe you'll have better luck come February, but just some quick honorable mentions, Josh, we sold about a million Don Henley albums with last week's episode. Yep. We played boys of summer at the end of the, at the end of <laughs> it the was podcast. A fun surprise.
0: I was not expecting that. And it was fun to, <laughs> uh, uh, to, to hear those, those that great guitar intro at the end of the podcast.
1: Yeah, if anybody knows Don Henley's Lawyer, please do not share that audio <laughs> right. with, with him. But we, we had a few suggestions based on Boys of Summer. Uh, Rick Sito and Gavin Doyle both chimed in with deadhead stickers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Petter, uh, he wanted to name check our favorite pub in town, the Black Horse Tavern. Redhead Cadillac, another Boys of Summer reference that came in from at Take This. Mm-hmm. Um, also kind of referring to my baby boy, Um uh, Kevin De Bruyne, I almost forgot his name because sure, he got a two sure. pointer this yeah. week. <laughs> Poor Kevin, he played well though. And uh, Gary came in with a with a pretty um, pr- one of the more abstract suggestions, AC Devon, because we're always talking about uh, our our psychoanalysis on the podcast, sure, Josh. Sure. like we're laying down on, on some sort on a of
0: Devon, right? Like a yeah. like a 19th century Russian character.
1: It got me thinking that something more like Chesterfield United might be a better team <laughs> right. name, but, but, but right. special hat tip to Gary. I really did enjoy AC Devon. And a uh, final honorable mention to our friend Trevor, who name checked my favorite Rick and Morty character, Mr. Poopy Butthole <laughs> FC. Sorry, that one's not ready for prime time, Trevor. Sure, but, sure. Uh,
0: <laughs> so, solid, solid names all, but I, I, I think, I, I like that we we kept the theme going, you know, it's, it's the great, Grand- it's got to come back, right? It's, we're in the U.S., we're like, we're like always a season behind, you know, so I don't yeah. know what, I, I can't even like read my beloved Daily Mail until, uh, <laughs> until they start running it in the U.S. here on PBS, so.
1: At least there should be some sort of Christmas special. That's what we know know here in the States about British shows, is if they don't have a full season, they at least come back for a Christmas special.
0: (laughs) All right. So how did your team do
1: this week? How did Howard's Custard perform this weekend? Did you have a good week? Howard's Custard was not a trifle, I will tell you that much. (laughs) I ended up on 77 points. Looks like the week's average was 58, so I'm coming in 19 points above the average. I put the armband on Harry Kane, so that's 26 points right there. A very solid showing for Mr. Kane against Everton. A lot of us thought that, that maybe Everton was going to play it tighter than they did, but there was quite a bit of space for Spurs to play around there. Yeah,
0: I did not expect such a thorough ass-kicking. That was That was very
1: surprising. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I held the line with Christian Eriksen, and he came through with a garbage time goal. That's a nine pointer from him. Firmino continues to deliver. Mosala, of course, that's a no brainer. Alonso, just the king of uh, Chelsea sure, defense. Sure. We, we we don't even need to talk about that, right, Josh? We certainly don't need to spend fifteen minutes talking about Marcus <laughs> no, Alonso. We
0: don't you should know that he's good already. You don't need to. Yeah, we don't need to belabor the point.
1: And today, Josh, we met up at Black Horse to watch um, Man United v Stoke, and it was an automatic seven points with De Gea. He had his uh, force field around the goal. Yep. yep. Not even not even Mohamed Diouf could score on De Gea. I
0: know it was the it was the mystery of he, he somehow got three saves in the first half, and I could only remember two, and it was like it was driving me crazy. I must have I, I looked away. I don't know how I missed that third save, but uh you ended up well you haven't four before anyway so it didn't really matter he actually like it's actually quite lucky that we kept that clean sheet uh there was a very good chance of uh
1: who was it it was um well shakiri had a good look at goal and Joof then at yeah, the d- end. that's what i was yep. thinking of yeah yeah absolutely so uh here i am now 104k overall my slow slog to the top 100k continues yeah
0: and as as you continue to rise my my catastrophic uh decline continues um it has been it has been the worst i am now officially going to call it the worst 8 week run i've i've ever had playing fantasy um everything has gone wrong i mean it's it's it, it's amazing i'm still in the top 200k because i have you know fallen you know from from the top like 18k all the way down to wherever i am now 175th or something like that uh just every single marginal decision i've made has has blown up in my face like a it's like the it's like the hurt locker around here like everywhere I go <laughs> I'm just I'm just running into bombs and my team is it's it's horrible and I I'm probably gonna have to play an early wild card in the next week or two just to completely uh reorient things and and I I'm honestly I'm gonna do it because I feel like otherwise I'm just gonna like give up because I'm so um I'm so disheartened by how things are going right now with my team so you know I don't want to go on about that it's it's fine you know honestly um it's it's funny because I, you know, I don't think our. I think our advice. It, it, it's like there's something about like you know, the talking about this, like talking about moves and decisions and players, and then what I actually do with my own team. Sometimes it's like it's like they're not even in the same universe. You know, it's like it's I don't know. It's like the decisions that I make sometimes when it's like. Eleven thirty at night. I, I'm I'm blaming sleep deprivation. Okay, I'm still going to blame the baby because I don't know okay. some, some of the decisions I'm making. I just these are not decisions that a normal, well rested person would make. Uh, so I'm <laughs> the, going the, back the, to the, the,
1: <laughs> the we can blame Hallabas on on bringing yeah. in Hallabas on three uh, hours sleep. Maybe I,
0: I just exactly it's just such a nightmare. So
1: if you got uh, any more sleep than three hours, then I would say you can't blame you can't blame I, that on Hallabas. I
0: wouldn't wish my team on my worst enemy. Okay, which is you, actually. So it's, uh, it's perfect.
1: <laughs> How about I put it this way? So on the podcast, we're like diligent servants to the FPL community. We're providing all of the needed you know, fruit and vegetable that you need for your FPL teams But then, Josh, when when the lights turn off And the, the podcast finishes You're off in some darkened corner Tinkering like a mad scientist right. Hoping, hoping that you discover You unlock some hidden feature of the FPL right. game That you can then bring to our listeners In the meantime, you're just destroying your team <laughs> But the goal in destroying your team Is to discover a whole new path forward Exactly, so, exactly I, I think it's very brave of you.
0: So it, it's it's fine. It's just, you know, a lot of it has been sheer sheer bad luck. I mean, you know, having six hundred players in one game week is is just as just bad luck, plain and simple. And um, I think that kind of put me in a hole that I couldn't. Anyway, you know, whatever. It's it's all it's all fine. I know I know I have I have I've had many great seasons. Uh even this season is not a disaster. It's it's just it's just a it's just a very bad unlucky run and there's a lot of luck in fantasy and anyone who doesn't think there's luck um uh is fooling themselves because uh <laughs> there is. Okay, maybe there's like 3 managers in the world who are immune to luck, okay? Like yeah. And if you're one of those three, congratulations. Um you're probably not to listen to this podcast actually, because you're immune to luck. <laughs> uh, for everybody else, uh you're gonna have to deal with some swings and that's just that's just the nature of the game. Uh we do have a question here, Brandon from Simon E who says, uh uh, it was it was quite a long question actually he wrote us like a it was like two thousand words so here's my like here's my one sentence summation of it um he basically you know he's around eleven k in the world which he says is you know about as high as he's ever been um and he's been playing pretty conservatively he feels like he has like what something that's close to the template team right now um and he says you know basically do i do I break the template and keep on playing nice and simple Um, or do I break the template or do I, you know, sort of keep on playing nice and simple? So do you like, do you try to push on and, and start building up some, some, you know, uh, some differentials, you know, some low ownership players who, who might, you know, push you past other people or do you just kind of keep playing your game? Um, and, uh, and maybe that limits your, your ceiling ultimately, but it kind of kind of guarantees that you can only, you can only ever fall so far.
1: Yeah. And don't forget to mention Josh this question from Simon came on our exclusive always cheating Slack channel which you can be a part of if you're a Patreon subscriber. Simon, I think there are two ways to answer his question, right? If you're at a if you're in 11,000th place, you have your eyes on like a top 1k finish. If not, like Simon, you're going to go all the way, baby. You're going to win that trip to space camp or whatever it is you win when you when you win the FPL game or <laughs> Or you're like, say, 250K, and you're verging on the template team. Right. And... My big thing right now in the season is we, we've sort of crossed that mid season point and now I think this panic is starting to sink in that, that the end like things are now moving into place for the end game. Right. I like this thing. We talked about this with um with Peter Blake on our Patreon only podcast. We were talking about locate pinpoint the problem the biggest problem in your squad. And it, maybe it's your goalkeeper. Maybe it's your loftest cheek bench midfielder. Locate that one problem week to week and move to fix right, that problem. Exactly. Don't fix try and take link. a wild swing um, for just one week. Try to fix that problem so you have a better team moving forward. Yep.
0: Yep. I think that uh, that's definitely true. And, uh, you know, I think that's uh, that's all we need to say on that, Brandon. Always cheating. Super league. The top ten. Um, Let's start from the bottom. We have a two-way tie for ninth. Well, Graham McDonald, Gamchester United in ninth place. Um, maybe he's been there for a while. I, I, I ran to a surprise, but as he's got a red. See, he's got a red arrow, so I guess he's been there for a
1: while. <laughs> my good friend from Edinburgh, Graham McDonald, a wonderful chap, and uh, yeah, he's been in the top ten uh, for quite a few weeks this season. All
0: right. Well, sorry, Graham, but uh, so caught up in my own damn team that I just. I guess I just forgot. Uh, Deckers, Techers, uh Deshin McGann is uh is tied for ninth with uh or is that Declan? I, I think
1: that's De- De- Declan Declan not, Declan not
0: McGann was like, was what is What kind of name is Deshin? Declan McGann uh is uh <laughs> tied for ninth. He had 97 points in the game week. Um number eighth is uh Jay Logawood. Now surely related to Ross Lagawood. And I thought Ross Lagawood was the last of the Lagerwoods, Brandon, so I'm I'm a little confused here. Uh but Jay Lagawood is an eighth.
1: Maybe um, Jay Loggwood came around, came around, found Ross and Highlander style, just just there took. There can his only be one. It's yeah, true. yeah. They had some sort of face-off.
0: We haven't heard from Ross in a little while, so yeah, you, you could be right. Uh, number seven, two girls, one schlup, Andrew Ferguson. Uh, number six, uh, Stevie Sunshine, Stevie Sunshine's Cruise Control. Uh, number five, Nick Tudhope, football friend, FC. Uh, back up to four, Fabio Borges, Clichy's Clean Sheets. Uh, just a very impressive uh, overall season from Fabio. Uh, number three, um, uh, Chicken Tikka Masala, Yosi Yozy G, uh, 99 points. Just one away from 100. Uh, number two is, um, for Fook's sake, are you blind? Uh, I, uh, Joe Stone with are you blind? Are you
1: blind? Are you
0: blind? Excuse me. That was... It's like five teenagers. It's very hard to actually say that out loud. Fur, uh,
1: Fuchs, Ake, Ayu, Blind. I mean, right, points but if you like like,
0: But if you say it like that, then you can't
1: really get what how, Hey, not everyone can have a great team name like Howard's Custard. Uh, I'm sorry, Joe. Um, that's true. That's true. Football Friend <laughs> FC, which I really like, too. Uh, number one, though, is uh, Crazy
0: Coutinho, uh, Prakar Patel, 90 points, 1,499 points uh, on the season and ranked number 44 in the world. Uh, very impressive, Prakar, and... And, uh, um, you know, let us know uh, what's going right for you this season. Feel free to write in uh, on uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Gmail, whatever, and uh, and let us know.
1: Uh, Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. It's never too late to join the Super League. Just go to alwayscheating.com, click the League tab, and boom, there you are. You get to take all your points with you. We're well over 2,500 managers at this point. It is the Super League. It is the greatest FPL league in the world.
0: Yeah, everybody knows that already, Brandon. They, they, if they don't know it, they're, they're mad. They're simply mad. While,
1: while, we're, while we're talking about uh, fellow managers, I just had to give a quick shout out. I was in New Orleans this weekend, and uh, our good friend Adam Beasley reached out on Twitter and invited me to watch games with him at the lovely named Irish pub in New Orleans called Finn McCool's. Uh, yeah, Finn McCool kind of a weird name for, for a pub. I think we were talking, Josh, it's like the quarterback in the movie that comes and steals your girlfriend. But <laughs> um, it was a legit place to watch football. There were um, there was a huge contingent of Spurs supporters. There was uh, somebody from South Africa, another guy from from the UK, or from, from Tottenham proper, who were there. And it was a great atmosphere. Highly recommend Finn McCool's if you're ever in New Orleans. And Adam, Be- Adam Beasley, you'd recognize him as FPL Ginger on Twitter. Uh, great to meet him. I was telling you, Josh, I had a dream before I went to meet him that I was going to meet um, Mark Hamill in a movie theater. <laughs> uh-huh. I woke up, and I went to Finn McCool's. I swear to you, Adam Beasley looks exactly like uh, uh, Donald Gleason. Who plays General Hux in Return of the Jedi Wow I thought I was wow. going to meet Luke Skywalker But I met a member of the First Order It's amazing We we almost
0: advertise Star Star Wars related stuff As much as we advertise Black Horse And in neither case do we get paid for that So All right, Brandon Let's get into the episode itself uh, So we're, you know, 23 weeks in the season now uh, We've got uh, I guess it's Is it 14 weeks to go? 15 weeks to go? Something like that 20, Gaming's 24 through 38 uh, That is 15 weeks uh, so we are... <laughs> I was just
1: going to let you answer that for yourself. I was like, <laughs> uh. <laughs>
0: Uh, so 15 weeks to go, uh, which is a a lot of time. If this were NFL, uh, fantasy, like they have here in the States, that would be, that'd be almost a full season. Uh, in the NFL, (laughs) you do, you do 14, 14 weeks and then you do two weeks of playoffs typically. So, uh, we are, we are, we are actually, yeah, we're, we're still long. There's more weeks left than there is in a normal regular season for NFL fantasy. So, uh, plenty of time to go, plenty of time to make up points, um, but we thought we'd do something a little different this episode, and uh, with you know the January transfer window here, um, you know sometimes we get like a little in the weeds. You know we end up talking about the same things on the podcast, and so uh, we thought to mix things up a little bit. We would go team by team, uh, all the way from Arsenal to whatever the last team is, West Brom. Uh, West Ham West and, Ham. and uh, just talk about one or two players who we would consider uh, some fantasy assets on each team. Just players that we would you know consider bringing in ourselves. Maybe people who are like a little under the radar. Uh, obviously, when we talk about Liverpool, we're not going to go on and on about Mo Salah as a fantasy asset. That would be uh, extremely boring. So, <laughs> uh, but there are certain teams like you know I'm thinking about you know actually even a team like Arsenal. Um, they actually have some interesting fantasy assets. Uh, just you know, given what's what's happening right now with with their squad, which is that there's basically all the good players are leaving, right? So it should be an interesting time to to find some interesting assets there. Uh, and you can say that about a lot of these teams. I mean, even teams that we basically never talk about, like West Brom. You know, maybe it's time to to uh, you know consider their defense or something like that. So um, so let's do this, Brandon. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, I'm totally ready. I got Arsenal queued up right here.
0: All right. Uh, do you want to take a break first? Catch our breath? Yeah, let's take a break. Okay.
1: Same old podcast. always cheating. All
0: right, Brandon, 20 teams. Let's try not to make this a five-hour podcast. First team is Arsenal. Perhaps you've heard of them. The, the Gunners. Club. The Gunners The
1: Gunners One of my One of my least favorite teams In the league
0: <laughs> <laughs> Now you You are kind of an On-again, off-again Arsenal fan right? I, I've yeah Been yeah, an Arsenal when, fan In the past
1: uh, Yeah When I really Fulham is your uh, team Robin Yeah Fulham Fulham is, is my squad Till I die Come on you whites yeah, Whatever Um <laughs> Robin van Persie was uh, was for a while one of my one of my favorite players to watch sure. in the league. Uh, you know, you can perfect form say say what you want about that. Yeah, he was he was like the Roger Federer of the of the league, <laughs> yeah. and I really when he and Cesc Fabregas uh, were were the, in their pop at Arsenal, they were a really fun team to watch. Sort of in this this more like pr- modern plus era of the Premier League. <laughs> But here we here we are. No more RVP. Soon to be no more Sanchez Ozel at all. Um, (laughs) So
0: (laughs) Uh, so I I tweeted yesterday. I mean that Arsenal lineup yesterday was like it was like a horror. I, I saw it on Saturday night, Brandon. I finally got a chance to rent it. That Arsenal lineup was scarier than it. I mean, it was, there was, there was nothing good there. I mean, basically, there's, they have no midfield anymore. So they're, they're running the, the offense is being rubbed through Hector Bellerin. That's like their, <laughs> their decision to make Hector Bellerin the, yeah. the be all end all. I mean, he's like the only guy who can score goals in that team right now. Um, so, I mean, okay, let's, let's try to keep this at least a little fantasy minded. I mean, I would, I would happily spend, I'm, I am an Arsenal fan who is like just, completely dumb with, with Arsene Wenger and uh, and disgusted with his transfer policies the last couple of years. I mean, there's no—I mean, Arsenal is talking about a you know, player like, like Aubameyang right now. I mean, he's 28 years old. I mean, this team is five years away from contention. Like, you know, you, they need to be looking at players between 18 and 22. Like, the kind of players that they kind of like—you kind of laugh about when Wenger looks at them, but that, that's who they need right now. I mean, they don't need—like, it's going to be years before they can compete for the league right now. I mean, they're selling they also off all their best
1: players. They also spent a boatload of money on a great striker over the summer, La Gazette, And the problem is, as you say, Bellerin is running the show and instead of square teeing up, their star striker Bellerin is just blasting shots from a 45 degree angle and
0: yeah i mean they basically don't have a, a midfield right now i mean the whole th- this team is just a disaster <laughs> but there might there with from that disaster there are some interesting fantasy assets i mean Aaron Ramsey just comes back from injury uh you know finally played some minutes i, I think he'll be back in the starting lineup um, you know starting next weekend uh, they actually have quite a nice run of fixtures all the way through game week thirty-five. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean they I'm looking here, and they play the Palace, Swansea, Everton. They got a tough run in game weeks twenty six and twenty-seven, twenty-eight, but then it's it's Brighton, Watford, Leicester, Stoke, Southampton, Newcastle, West Ham. I mean the hard fixtures are almost all done if you can get past, you know, game week twenty-seven and twenty-eight. Yeah. Um And, you know, they're not... You know, I guess they have the Europa League commitment, but I, I assume they'll get knocked out of that pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, you know, they're not going to be in the uh, FA Cup anymore, so they can really, you know, focus on the league. So... um I don't know. I think that, you know, Ramsey is the is a player that I would look at. Um, I would not player that
1: jumps out to me is Jack Wilshire. And that is, you know, he's he started he's played 90. Even this is a guy who hasn't played 90, I think, ever in his career. But since game week 17, he's played every single minute. And his price tag Wilshire is is somewhat problematic as an FPL asset. He's not a great scorer of goals. But he's playing central for Arsenal, consistent minutes. He's priced at 5.4. There is, there is a world in which you can turn your, your fifth midfielder, your Ruben Loftus-Cheek, save, save a little money over here, and suddenly Jack Wilshire is a, a pretty great bench midfielder.
0: Yeah, the only issue with Wilshere is that, you know, in all of his many injury-filled years at the club, the most goals scor- most he's ever scored in a season is three. Uh, And that was back in 2013-14. Now, you could argue that, you know, there's never been a team that has, like, fewer attacking options than this current team. So maybe that does create some opportunities for him. But I I just don't know that you're going to get the attacking returns from him.
1: Yeah, what do you think about Maitland Niles? So he's he's been playing consistently over Kalasniak. He started the last uh, two games, right. and uh, he's priced at four point five. But I thought he looked shockingly bad against Bournemouth. And yeah. I, if if Kalasnyak is back and healthy, I can't imagine that Wenger is not going to bench Maitland Niles going into the next few fixtures. I just
0: I remember having uh, Richard Orford on a Patreon podcast long ago, and we talked about. Uh, just a, a good rule of thumb is to never have a player who's playing back one position, right? So Maitland-Niles is classified as a midfielder but plays as a defender. And it's. Just, it's I think it's just a good rule of thumb. Try to get players who are classified as midfielders playing as forwards, defenders playing as midfielders, et cetera, but don't go the other way, right? And so... Even at 4.5, I just don't think... And I, I agree with you. I'm not sure he's going to start anyway, so... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, stay away from Maitland-Niles. I mean, Aaron Ramsey, I think, is probably the only player I would look at on this team. I mean, Xhaka, Woby I don't see any real value there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Theo yeah. Walcott's probably going to leave. Uh, the defense, I would not look at at all, right? I mean, even, you know, Klosnick is in and out of the squad right now, and... Uh, yeah, so just just really stay away, except for maybe Aaron Ramsey. <laughs> yeah,
1: the, the the defense is just a little too pricey. I think. Right. I mean, I think right. they'll they'll have their fair share of clean sheets going down the home stretch, but they're just a little too pricey for the state of that squad right yeah. now. All right, so that, All right, so the, the the team that <laughs> tore Arsenal up, Bournemouth, the Cherries, right? Uh, the the team who we always lament the fact that we can't tell half of their team from from the other half, like. Is is Francis is Francis the same as Steve Cook? Is Sermon the same as Harry Arter? It's it, it, it's it's very hard to tell them all apart.
0: Yeah, uh, the de- okay. So Bournemouth, I think we can now like definitively say that their defense is bad, right? It's a bad defense.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have have some decent players. Uh, Nathan Ake has looked somewhat better, but as a unit, really terrible. And Ake really only looks good when he's doing his his Harry Maguire impression.
0: They've now gotten 10 consecutive game weeks without a clean sheet. Uh, they had a nice little run from game weeks 11 to 13, uh, and that is that is very far away in the River de so, so maybe the midfield, right? There are still some interesting options in midfield. I mean, Jordan Ibe, you know, finally scores a goal for the club, his first goal for the club, uh, classified at 4.8 million. I mean, he's started the last six game weeks now. Yeah, um, He is kind of an under... I mean, like, you'd be taking a punt by bringing him in, but I think he's not a terrible under the radar option uh,
1: no he's he's definitely passed the eye test the last month he had he had such a hard time breaking in to that team last season after the move from liverpool but i think this season for sure seems like he's finally got his his groove back so to speak josh um, yeah i mean
0: yeah frazier um I, don't, I wouldn't be quite as excited about although he, he's capable of scoring some goals
1: but he's, he's a little in and out of that squad right he's not a he's not a reliable starter Sure. Also, Frazier is on my hit list for being part of my disastrous game week one squad. So, uh, <laughs> even though even though you like short players, Josh, he is technically the he is the shortest player in the league, five four.
0: Yeah, he's the poor man's Shaqiri for sure. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, Servan's the only player I'd look at in the midfield, and then Callum Wilson is a player I would very seriously look at, um, especially once you start starting in game week twenty six. Uh, so they play away to West Ham, which you know I you could definitely start him in that game, right? I mean West Ham's defense is is about as bad as Bournemouth, uh, and they play away to Chelsea, which is not a great fixture, obviously. But then you know Stoke, Huddersfield, Newcastle, and Leicester. I mean you know he could definitely score you know two out of four of those games.
1: Mm, I guess I'm, I'm not willing to put my stamp of approval on Callum Wilson, but but I hear you. Okay,
0: my- two goals, <laughs> two goals in the last two games. They three in the last three in the last four. No. No. Basically ever since Jermaine Defoe went down with an injury, Callum Wilson has has emerged as the as the chief striking option on this team.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so I mean three and four. I mean you have to you have to give him some credit.
1: Yes, I'll I'll give him credit for that. I I I I'm, I'm cautious on this one. Okay. My main okay. goal with, with these Bournemouth assets is actually going back to Ryan Fraser. He's priced at 5.1 right now. I want him as enough people to bring Frazier in to get him up to 5.4 million so that his price is the same as his height. And that <laughs> will make me very happy.
0: Okay, I like that too. All right, so Bournemouth, uh, there's not really not too much to say there. Uh, how about Brighton? Uh, you 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 picked up a cheeky bonus
1: point from, from Duffy. <laughs> so, how how Duffy, did that happen? Two nothing loss. I don't know. Duffy has got to be the strangest FPL defender this season. It's like everyone either either you went with Dunk or you went with Duffy. We sort of just for lack of four point five options because we we already all had a Burnley defender. You had to go Brighton. And Brighton, like, how many clean sheets? They actually have eight clean sheets. So they're actually just one clean sheet behind Man City this season. Not bad. Nope. But for owning Duffy, I feel like I don't ever get points from him except for this one random bonus point. That said... I'll eat my hat if Duffy doesn't score uh, a headed goal by the end of this season. It's shocking that he has not scored a single goal this season, right? I I
0: really would have thought he he would have scored a goal by now. Yeah, uh, I, only, I, only one assist in the season 2
1: actually which he scored in a 5-1 loss to Liverpool. <laughs> and wasn't that from getting a uh penalty decision his way? That was that was oh, the assist was that, that was? he got. Okay,
0: that's right. Yeah. Right.
1: So they do have Chelsea coming up in game week 24 but a, a a very decent run then in the next four fixtures with Southampton, West Ham, Stoke and Swansea, two of those um yeah. are at home. So I'm not I'm not panicking about Brighton defenders. I think if you have them hold and uh, and yeah, and that's that. I think
0: if, if you have them hold. But I'm not a huge believer in this squad in general. I, I still think that they're they may ultimately, um, you know, get relegated. I mean, losing losing two nothing at home to West Brom is is a is a is a little ominous. I think right. That's just not a game you. That's a game you really would expect yeah. them to win. Um, yeah. They have a decent run coming up, as you said, but the kind of the final 10 weeks of the season or so are are really a disaster. Uh, (laughs) They play, I mean, just like at the last four, they play Spurs at home, Burnley away, Man United at home, Liverpool away. That's probably zero points for them. Uh, If you go back a couple weeks before that, they play Man City away. uh, They play Arsenal. They play Everton and Leicester. I mean, none of these are easy fixtures. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, you just – you know, this is looking pretty far in advance now, but I think uh, this is a team you're ultimately going to have to wild card your wild card out of, right? I mean, I don't think I think starting in game week 29, which is the Arsenal home match, I think you've really got to start. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't be loading up on more than one Brighton player.
1: Okay, here is what I'll give you on Callum Wilson going back to Bournemouth. If I if I had to choose, gun to my head, I would actually take Callum Wilson over Glenn Murray, both priced at five point seven. Yeah. I will give you that. Okay, but what
0: uh, uh, Kellen Wilson also? I mean, yeah, I don't think that Kellen Wilson is like Sergio Agüero or whatever. But like, <laughs> if you have a Calvert Lewin sized problem in your squad,
1: yeah.
0: uh, I mean, going from Calvert Lewin to Kellen Wilson is just such an easy move, right? really obvious move.
1: Yeah, it's going. Good. What I was saying earlier about find a problem to fix on your or the biggest problem to fix in your team. Last week, I think I spent some time and energy talking about how. Yeah, the the signing of uh Sanctosan is, is supremely bad, as we saw over the weekend for Calvert Lewin. He's probably not gonna get another start for the rest of the season. But <laughs> I like I like how it was like it took you a while to get to the for Calvert
0: Lewin. It was like a the <laughs> sentence was like a dangling modifier. And so yeah. it's like,
1: Wow, you really don't like Sanc Sanctosun. No, actually, he looked great. Uh, he, looked so, he looked so good that it even became a larger problem for Gilbert <laughs> Lewin owners. I mean, they, they uh, ultimately got smashed 4-0, but I, I think he – hey, he he looked good Calvert-Lewin okay so getting back to him now I'm having to gauge who is a bigger problem in my squad and I guess we're going to come on to Crystal Palace in in a minute but is Calvert-Lewin a bigger problem than Loftus-Cheek for me right now and um, I can still stand uh, a price rise a price fall on Calvert-Lewin without losing value um, but who, who do I need to play more, a fifth midfielder or a second crappy striker or a third crappy striker? <laughs>
0: um, I guess the third crappy striker is the bigger issue. Yeah. Um, so, okay, but Brighton, anything else we want to say? I mean, Pascal Gross is the only, you know, contender here. And, you know, I think he has what one, he has one goal in the last three, six, yeah. nine, you know, one goal in 12, 12 matches, no assists. Um, yeah, the bloom is off the rose with this with this squad, and I, I yeah. think they're just going to continue to fall. Um, I I'm, think there's a really decent chance they end up uh, getting relegated.
1: Um, maybe, maybe, yeah. the, maybe a maverick shout here is Maddie Ryan, four point five, and goalkeeper. Sure. If sure. you're stuck with some sort of like Rob Elliott, Fabianski rotation, it could be worth bringing in Ryan for. For a Rob Elliott, because yeah. you're gonna, you're, you're probably gonna get some save points from him. Through, it's it's not the optimal goalkeeping situation. But if we're trying to look on the bright side here,
0: yeah, I think even then I might try to look at like, I don't even know. If, yeah, well, we'll we'll talk more as we go through these players. But even even someone like Peter Schmeichel, I might be more
1: Casper Schmeichel. Casper <laughs> Schmeichel. Sound the sound, sound the Peter Schmeichel klaxon.
0: <laughs> All right, how about this? Would you rather have Asmir Begovic or Matty Ryan?
1: Uh, on recent form, I guess, Matty Ryan, yeah, Begovich has I mean, not looked very yeah, good.
0: Yeah, I guess I wouldn't. I wouldn't really actually. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, actually, Begovich made a big mistake in that game, too, uh, yeah. on that on that first Arsenal goal. Uh, or the one Arsenal goal, I should say. Uh, all right, Burnley. So speaking of the balloon being off the rose, it does feel like Burnley have,
1: have failed to excite, right? <laughs> I mean, they've kind of. Yeah, they're moving into that yeah. mode of, um. Beach, beach mode for lack of a better I mean, to, to <laughs> yeah. use a cliche.
0: I know, God, how many times we're going to say that in the next fifteen weeks? But let's looking at the last six fixtures. They have um, they have three draws and uh, three losses. Right, so three points from eighteen basically, um, and two clean sheets in those six. So that's not that's not terrible.
1: No, that that's not. And for the value that we probably all got, Ben, me, or or Tarkovsky at, I mean, I'm sure we're either all on Pope or me. Me is is risen from four point five to four point nine now. I mean, there's there's absolutely no reason to sell this guy until you uh, want to cash in your wild card, right? And even yeah. then, any any home fixture for Burnley is a possible clean sheet. However, as you're probably about to point out, Josh, their next two home matches in game week 24 and 26 are against Manchester United and then Manchester City. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's been a tough run for them. You know, they did they just they actually just played Man United in game week 20. They played Spurs in game week 19. They played Liverpool in game week 22. Uh, even that Crystal Palace game is kind of tricky, just because you know Palace are so uh, you know kind of rejuvenated right now. So. They do have a pretty. They're actually they're they're the way they kind of close the season is pretty strong, right? I mean, look, I'm looking from you know game week twenty seven on. It's it's really not bad. I mean, they basically get all their difficult matches done by by game week twenty six. I mean, they play Chelsea at home in game week thirty one, Arsenal away in game week thirty seven. Uh, other than that, it's pretty good, right? And you know, I see a lot of a lot of clean sheets in their in their future. So. Um, is there any, okay, so we know the defense is solid. Um, yeah. Mid midfield forward line is anyone? Is anyone yeah, sure. You there?
1: And it's and it's only to plug a hole. So, uh, meant going back to this whole um, Loftus cheek issue, Jack Cork is you know about as bad an FPL asset as as you can buy for <laughs> for offensive returns. Right. But talk again about Burnley's clean sheets and the fact that you know Jack Cork is going to play every minute, just about. And uh, he he can often be a nailed three points coming off of your bench. Mm -hmm. And at the price tag of four point six, if you are really stretched for your budget, I I think you could do worse than Jack Cork coming in as a fifth midfielder.
0: Yeah. um, Or, uh, you know, if you want to spend a little more, um, I think that Goodmanson is uh, he's a player who's actually talked in in interviews about really trying to step it up and be more of an attacker this year for the for the squad. Getting ready Um, for the World Cup yeah and uh he has he has one goal and five assists on the season so the the five assists is pretty impressive um and he looks pretty good too i mean i've just i because 'cause I've had their defenders for so long i've had occasion to watch a lot of Burnley matches uh this season and um you know i think in in that midfield he's the one who's probably impressed me the most so uh, only $5 million. Um, you know, I, it'd be nicer if you were closer to like $4.8 or something like that, yeah. but, um, or even, you know, four or five obviously would be, would be ideal. But, um, yeah, five, it's a little expensive, especially for a fifth midfielder, but as a fourth midfielder with the run of fixtures coming up, I don't, I don't hate that.
1: All right. The diesel engine, the Volkswagen, uh, the people's car, the people's automobile, Let's just check in on him. He was our favorite last season. <laughs> he was my favorite last season. Yeah, priced at five point seven million. He's sitting on three goals, one assist. Sam Volk's out there doing his thing, but not on our FPL side. So, uh, yeah,
0: Sam Volk's uh, definitely definitely not showing what he showed last year. Right? I forgot he had ten goals last season, and he actually had a brace in game week one too in that kind of crazy Chelsea match that started <laughs> yeah, we, the we, season. We
1: thought we thought it would continue. Now he's. He's not at the, uh, the Lacazette levels he was last season. But yeah, was, he's sorry.
0: really not getting any starts. I mean, he did start in game week 23, but uh, one of the very few starts he's had all season. So uh, it's not happening for the Volkswagen, sadly.
1: OK, we have a question here from Joe on our Slack channel uh, who asks about Murata. We're about to talk about Chelsea here. Okay, are we Murata, moving on to Chelsea? What's that? Are we moving on to Chelsea? Is, is that like an Elvis Costello song or something? <laughs> I, are we done with Burnley? You've had, you've had your fill of Burnley
0: discussion? I, I'm sick of Burnley. Okay, all right. We'll move on to Chelsea then. <laughs> Did you have anything else you wanted to say about Burnley? No, I just didn't. I didn't know we were moving on. So that's, I was just a little.
1: No, it's done. It's over. Joe, okay. Joe has moved in. Uh, from, from the Slack, Joe asks, hold Murata for his upcoming fixtures. Or is that falling for the he's due fallacy? <laughs> So uh, this is a this is a good segue into talking about all the Chelsea um, assets. You're still sitting on Morata, Josh. How are you? Yeah. F- how are you feeling about this I mean, team it's, in it's general? It's absolutely
0: horrible. I mean, I you know, I I he's I I would be very I'd be stunned if he was still in my squad going into Game Week 24. I mean, he's you know, I, I mean, their fixtures are great, right? I mean, Brighton, Bournemouth, Watford, West Brom and the next and the next four. I mean, there's there's a lot to like. It's just that he has no confidence and. Uh, this, you know, this running how- all over the place, not doing anything, and missing every chance. You know, the, the, you could put together a, an amazing highlight package of the last five game weeks and all of the opportunities he's missed for that squad.
1: The, however false it probably is, rumor that Chelsea are now in for Andy Carroll um, right. in the window also cannot be good for Murata's confidence. Yeah.
0: And the whole he's do thing is just, you know, I mean, ultimately, yeah, I mean, Murata's a great player, and I'm sure that he will, you know, he will come good at some point, but I mean, you just can't sit around and, and now when they're this expensive, you just can't sit around and wait for them to, to find their confidence again. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's such a joke, you know? So I mean, he's really hugely disappointing season for Murata. Um, You know, just, I mean, the last you know, 10 game weeks or so, I mean, he's really kind of ruined my team to be totally honest. <laughs> it's really, um, it, it, yeah, it's, it's been a total disaster. And the pitch has always been just good enough for me to keep in my squad. You know? right. it's really frustrating. And, and,
1: and they continue, but if if you look at the top ten strikers in the game, it's number one at, at uh, with Harry Kane at the top, then Firmino, Aguero, Lukaku, Vardy, Morata. Like, once you get past Kane, and we'll talk about Firmino when we get to Liverpool, but there are a lot of big strikers who are just not getting it done. And that there are virtually no strikers getting it done this season apart from Harry Kane. And he's, yeah. he's, been, uh, he's been strenuous, to say the least, for some managers. So, yeah, Murata, I, I agree. Just get him out. For, use that money elsewhere. Assuming yeah. you're not bringing in somebody more expensive like Aguero.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, not moving not, not moving Morata for me a few weeks ago has probably cost me like 40 points, like literally 40 points. Um, you know, so I, I do think that uh yeah, yeah, move, just get rid of Morata, Joe. And anybody else has Morata, just yeah, you might lose out you might lose out on some points, but you really um you're holding on a player that's got no confidence right now and he's he's famously a nice guy, right? So you know he's not going to he's not <laughs> going to force it, he's going to, no. you know, let the game come to him. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyone else interested? I mean obviously there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot to like on this Chelsea's team, you know, starting with their defense. Yeah, uh, Alonzo
1: Alonso yeah. is obviously the pick of the bunch here. Um I I I really got quite fortunate picking up Alonzo like five weeks ago, right when his big run began the the uh, the sticking point here is Christiansen, which a lot right. of us on both of us on Christiansen. He came in in the 33rd minute for Gary Cahill, which is just brutal. Um, you know, uh, missing out on a clean sheet by a matter of three or four minutes. But yeah. we have to we have to really monitor what's going on with Cahill. I, I assume that Christiansen would be good for a start against Swansea in game Wing 24. But um, if Cahill remains healthy and that's not a big problem, his thigh, then Christensen is, is an issue that that will need to be solved. I was I was thinking earlier of moving Christensen to John Stones. Um, so that's something that's in my mind right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or even, you know, Phil Jones or Chris Smalling, too, who are it's pretty much a like for like transfer, um, even if that means doubling up on Man United. I Man United's yeah. it's fixtures aren't super hot. um well, I mean, they're 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 fine, um, but they they do have some difficult ones uh, coming up for sure. But um, even their you know they play Chelsea and Liverpool at home. You know what is it five of the next seven? Uh, you know Spurs away that's a tricky one in game week twenty five. But the the home fixtures against Chelsea and in, in Liverpool, I mean, they could easily keep clean sheets in those two fixtures. You know, yeah. so but, uh, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't I don't know how clear I was, but yeah, definitely hold Christensen bit depending on the Cahill news because a double up on Chelsea defense, if you have it, is, is fantastic. So Yeah, uh,
0: you know, I think Hazard, I think we both agree that he's, he's too
1: expensive uh, for his really inconsistent returns. It was crazy. He made a, he made a social media comeback heading into game week 23. Um, yeah, that was, I, I guess, from people <laughs> who forgot how awful it is to own him on your fantasy team. I mean, how quickly have we forgotten? I mean, I know we forget every season, but <laughs> twice in one season seems a yeah. bit much. It does seem a bit much. Uh, I can't imagine
0: him ever coming back into my squad, even for a double game week. I don't think I'd I'd do it. Um, the midfield yeah. in general is kind of weird and crappy. Um, yeah, I mean, you can the- see why they're looking at Alexis, right? Because they're it's kind of old and okay. Here's the, here's the thing, Brandon. Like, do you ever watch Pedro and on the Chelsea team and feel like he is playing a completely separate game from everybody else on the pitch?
1: Yeah. Uh huh. It's yeah. a weird <laughs> thing with him. <laughs> he. It, Chelsea feels like Pedro's version of MLS. Like we we were season tickets for NYCFC last year and we saw the likes of of Pirlo and Frank Lampard and David Villa playing for them. And yeah, they were they were playing in a in a different league. They were just showing up to to build their Twitter followers and and their shoe contracts, and also play the game that they love to be less sure, cynical sure. about it, um, and to get starting minutes and to play in a bunch in front of a bunch of enthusiastic fans. That said, w- exactly, when I watch Pedro play, I feel like I'm watching uh, like Frank Lampard play for NYCFC. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, it's just he's already won. He's won his World Cups and his you know his, his, his champions titles and all and that. Yeah, even won even the title with Chelsea last year. Uh, all right, so that's that's Chelsea. Uh, Crystal Palace. I'm impressed with Crystal Palace. I mean, I don't know how they're getting it done. I mean, I'm looking right now at their team. They've got three. They're, they're, to, they're three out of their top four scoring defenders um, are all out with injury right now. Yeah. Uh, and damn if they're not just holding the line, man. James yeah. Tomskin's picking up a clean sheet.
1: Yeah. Here, here's another Jack Cork candidate. I'll call this the the Jack Cork candidacy. Uh, Mila Jovovich, Mila, M- star of the Fifth Element, M- 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 <laughs> Mila Jovovich, <laughs> Mila I uh, Don't even know how to say that name, but he's also priced at four point six. And as we know, he's on penalties. Famousl,y missed that penalty against City, so he could leave it to to Liverpool to finally uh, dethrone uh, City. But I like him as a as a fifth midfielder.
0: Yeah. The the problem is the okay. So they have a nice. If you're wildcarding in game week, let's say, 33, 32, something like that, uh, you probably want to have a player or two from that team. Up to then, however, it's not looking very good, right? So they play Arsenal away, West Ham away in the next two, uh, Everton away in game week 27, and then they play Spurs, Man United, Chelsea, and Liverpool uh, in four out of five matches. and. Uh, it's not going to be pretty, Brandon. It's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> Tons of injured defenders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a midfield that is, is kind of working somehow. Like, I don't even know how it's working. Um, especially because they haven't really actually gotten that much from, uh, from Will Zaha. I mean, well, right? he's I like, mean, picked I think up one goal the, in
1: his last 10. But that's the only thing. The problem is is Zaha is left to kind of do everything himself and, uh, that's that's really rough for him. I think he's he's looked decent, but the whole team is clearly on his back. and at 6.9, you have to compare Zaha to guys like Arnadovich or Lanzini on West Ham who seem to have a more holistic approach to their midfield or Jesse Lingard at Man United who is priced at I think 6.4 now and Zaha just can't compete with those assets as far as I'm concerned given the fixtures in the form of these teams.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Benteke, you know, what can you say about Benteke? Two assists in the last two game weeks. So I guess... That's what you said. Credits, credits where it's due, apparently.
1: Uh, keep an eye on James MacArthur back in the midfield. Priced, sure. priced to sell at 4.3. He's played 90 the last two games and scored a goal against Southampton. So no guarantees of a start with MacArthur, but keep an eye on him. because
0: Yeah, maybe be filling thing. in a little bit with Townsend out. I'm not sure... Um, I think he's a little older too, right? So maybe he's just kind of uh, uh, they have to manage his minutes. It's kind of like a Cesc Fabregas thing, right? Where you can only play him so much.
1: Cesc Fabregas. Special shout-outs to his hair plugs, which are just kind of going—they're in, in full revolt right now, and it's—it's it's great to see his like wispy comb <laughs> yeah. over sort of flying in the air. All right, uh, who's Everton. Next? Okay. Everton just
0: just got okay. Let, let's not, let's try to keep. Let's, you know I was trying not to get this get too focused on how destroyed they were just how, how much they were just destroyed by by Spurs right it was they ran into a, a Spurs team that's that's playing better of late so I, I don't know I mean you know I was excited about Jordan Pickford for a while and um I mean he had an amazing run where he had yeah you know, 13 nine 10 nine and ten in this like from game weeks 14 to 20 it was just he was awesome mm-hmm. uh, but you know things of things have you know Granted, they've played Man United and Spurs in their last two. Right, those are those are always going to be tough fixtures. Um, their run from game week twenty four to thirty one is, is actually pretty solid, though. They play uh, West Brom, Leicester, Crystal Palace, Watford, Burnley, Brighton, Stoke. Um, so, are you? Is there anyone on Everton that interests you?
1: Yeah, the return of Balassi is actually really exciting. I mean, he was uh, such a star before he got injured last season. That yep. link up play with Lukaku was like almost second to none. So he's he's had managed minutes since game week twenty, um, but getting getting starts in three of those matches. Uh, I I would definitely keep an eye out for him, but six point four is a really tough price price tag. As it's I was certainly mentioning, it's it's certainly high price. price. Yeah, yeah, he should I, be
0: like five point five.
1: Yeah, so so really nobody. I mean, I thought Saint, Saint Tosan looks like he's going to be a real asset to this team, but seven point five, you you can't do it. Wayne Rooney also at seven point yeah. five, it, it, it just much. doesn't work in anybody's team right now.
0: Yeah, in at eight million, it's just, it's just too high for a team that isn't very good. Yeah. Uh, the Calvert Lewin thing is over, right? You have to drop Calvert Lewin. He's not. Uh, he is not <laughs> expected to be a starter in that team moving forward. I mean, maybe. With a couple injuries, but even then, I mean, even if, even if Rooney and Tosin both went down, I mean, I'm not even sure that he's he would get a start still, right? I mean, Nias would probably play over him at this point too. Yeah, so uh,
1: I don't know. Nias could be moving still with the window still open. I'm, I'm oh, not that sure right? about that. Yeah. Okay. There yeah. was some. T- okay. There was talk of him maybe moving. Um, I mean, Nias is 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 always on the outside looking in. It seems. Uh, but yeah, Calvert Lewin is a problem. Solve him when you can. Um he's right. gonna be something somebody that I move in in the next two or three weeks, I think. Yeah.
0: I think, you know, John Joe Kenny is the one that um I think is the is the real obvious candidate here. He's four point six million, uh very consistent starter going all the way back to game week nine. Uh picked up two assists as well. He's he just looks good too when you watch Everton matches. He's a player who um, you know he's very positive and uh, gets into the box. And um, I mean, I know that there are some injuries. I mean, if Coleman ever comes back, then maybe that maybe that creates a problem. But there I mean, have at been this
1: point, my Instagram theory. Uh, Coleman had, Seamus Coleman has been appearing in the Everton Instagram. So beware, Kenny owners.
0: Okay, all right. Well, he's still got that red flag, unknown return date. So. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean Kenny uh, Cuckoo Martino. us uh, let's, let, let's, let, 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 let's 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 not belabor out. this. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the next squad. Then Huddersfield.
1: Yeah. Speaking of about belaboring this. Um, yeah.
0: Should we just should we just move on? Is there I, anybody I, we like
1: here? I mean, there there are some fun players in life. I'm sure they're really good people, but <laughs> I don't think you have any need for a Huddersfield player in your FPL squad right now.
0: Nope, uh, I don't think so either. The forwards, um they kind of he kind of rotates the forwards a little bit. Um I there was a time when I got kind of excited about Mounier, and that's 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 not happening. That time uh, is past. That time has past. <laughs> uh the Moy thing is fun. If there's a double game week, he'll be a fun player to bring in for that. Uh otherwise, uh, that's you can't get Aaron Moy. Um, yeah. And the defense is I guess I would like them if they were four million, right? <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. So like at four point five million, they're too much. If they had like a four million starting defender, I'd be interested. But I actually they're all do. Really too expensive. I
1: actually do have a four million Huddersfield defender on my bench from from game week one, John Gorinch Stankovic, uh, who, oh, wow. who who did his ACL oh, oh, sometime last season <laughs> or over the summer. I brought him in because uh. I thought I thought with an ACL uh, tear. No one would bring this guy in and I would be in no danger of a price drop. He has <laughs> dropped to 3.9. I have lost value on this dirt bag. So thanks for yeah, nothing, Stankovich
0: yeah. Uh on that note, let's move on to Lester. Wow. I like I kind of like this Lester squad. I mean, uh, and- not like I don't I don't love them, but they're they're kind of fun to watch. They've been playing a lot better. Uh Claude Puel uh turned into a, a great hire, right? Yeah, and he's yeah. really solidified that squad.
1: Absolute uh, sensational yeah. fixture run coming up as well. Watford, Everton, Swansea, Man City yeah. and Game Week 27, followed by Stoke, Bournemouth, with West Brom. God, you're right. It's wow. so it's so good. I mean, Mares is in such tantalizing form. The trouble I'm having with Mares is you've got space for three midfielders who are, you know, above seven million, I'd say. Yep. And I, I guess this goes back to one of the earliest questions we answered in this podcast. Like if you're looking for that slight differential on really competitive managers and they don't have Mahrez, he might be the one to yep. give you that 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 three to five to ten point edge on them week in, week out.
0: The one concern, and maybe this is a little unfair, is that he was playing super well <laughs> to try to get a sale in January. And yeah. Oh, if he doesn't w- get sold, he might kind of revert back to last season's form.
1: I guess I just forgot we spent all last week's podcast talking about how Mahrez would fit into all these other teams. So (laughs) yeah, I guess take, take my enthusiasm from a minute ago with a grain of salt.
0: Seven goals and ten or ten assists in this season is fantastic though, and you know can't be can't be just totally glided over I mean he's been really consistently strong all year uh, I think that um Mark Albrighton you know who's kind oh of yeah a, a steady yep. steady player two goals and six assists in the season, and really under the radar I think
1: and he was he looks to be in that type of form, and I think it's exhibited by the with the whole team that they were in their league winning season, and Albrighton was during that season. He was like the Adam Lallana FPL player from Leicester, where it's like if you can't afford Mara's then or if you need a, a second midfielder from Leicester, you can probably afford Albright and bring him in and he'll do some I, business for you. Yeah, I, I got
0: really excited about Damari Gray, but it, it, every single manager comes in, gets it like seems to get excited about Damari Gray. And then like, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like that he doesn't play defense or he doesn't listen to. Uh, Instructions I don't know what the deal is But they all like Get excited about him And then he just Slowly works his way Out of the rotation Maybe he
1: has that Like sleeping goat syndrome Where he just Like during training Will just suddenly Fall asleep
0: (laughs) I don't know I don't know what's I don't know what's Going on there But Albrighton Is a player I'd look at Uh, Vardy uh, You know Just back from injury uh, or I mean I don't know if it was like a serious injury, but he was he was out for for a game with an injury anyway. Uh, I like you know Vardy as a as a Marauder replacement. That's another maybe slightly off the radar interesting thing to think, something. To th- actually, you know Vardy might be someone that I would actually consider here. I mean God Watford and Swansea and two of the next three at home. Yeah, uh, Watford's defense is worthless and Swansea's <laughs> isn't much better. Uh, yeah, you know maybe God Jamie Vardy. It's been a
1: long time Vardy.
0: It How do you has. feel about I'm... joining Josh's squad? Would that would that get you excited?
1: Send send him a note. See what he says. Yeah, I will. I don't I will. know. It's it's it, the form has been a little patchy for Vardy this season, which does give me some pause. But um, but I don't know. The the fixtures and and the team as a whole, their form, um, on the upper trajectory. I guess that's that's good uh, for Vardy.
0: Yeah, and will Iniesta ever get healthy? Kind of was so excited about him joining the squad, and yeah, it just it's not, not, it's
1: uh, not I wouldn't worry about him. that. That that that's just not going to happen.
0: Yeah, and tons the defense. Of- yeah, oh, just one, oh, sorry, one last thing, Brad. the the defense is so disappointing this year. I mean, six clean sheets out of twenty three. Um, I I guess they just need to invest in some new. I, th- I guess they need some new fullbacks. Really, is what it is, right? I mean, Danny Simpson. Well, really, the whole—there's I mean, just a lot of old players. I mean, you know, Harry Maguire's look pretty good, but, you know, Fuchs has been in and out of the squad. Morgan and Simpson are injured.
1: Chill well with the red card. Who's been out? Um, yeah, it's—Schmeichel's it's, it's Schmeichel's, Schmeichel's the one to look at if you're looking to get into the defense, and uh, I think that's— and, and Maguire, if you somehow have that cash, I can't imagine why you'd have 5.4 4 to spend on Maguire, but, but there you have it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So— all right, um, let's move on. Right, one last squad, and then we'll take a break. Uh, Liverpool. Okay, we know the obvious candidates here in Liverpool, right? We've got uh, you got Salah. Uh, we talked about Mane a little bit last week. Um, I think you could you could definitely consider a double up, okay. but I think we finally have to talk about Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, Brandon.
1: Do we I have know to? It's painful. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is this is out of left field. I feel like I've been brought here under false pretense. <laughs>
0: million. Okay, if you were 8 million, we wouldn't talk about him. But 5.6 million, kind of given a chance to play, I I don't know if I want to say in the Coutinho role, but certainly given a chance to play, you know, in an attacking role for Liverpool. Responds with a goal and an assist and three bonus points. Um, I mean, we'd be remiss if we didn't at least... Consider him as, a, as sure. a candidate.
1: Yeah, I I, I do accept that. I, I, you can't dismiss him out of hand just based on the five point six price tag. I, I think you're right about that, and we're not entirely sure on his minutes now that Coutinho is gone. I mean, he's he's started the last two matches, and you know that that coincides with the departure of Coutinho. So it may be that uh, the Ox is locked into that starting eleven, and if he is, then. I yeah, then then maybe that's that's right for you. I can't imagine I mean right now I feel like you're almost must own with Salah and Firmino. Do I have room for a third Liverpool player? I I think that's not necessary.
0: Maybe not. But the, the fixtures are pretty pretty solid. Swansea Huddersfield. Um yeah, I mean honestly the fixtures are really good like throughout the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, yeah <laughs> they, they kind of I mean, got the their, 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 their last yeah. toughie out of the way with Manchester yeah. City.
0: They did. Um, they placed Man United away in game week 30, Chelsea away in game week 37. I mean, those are the only two scary fixtures in the last 15 weeks of the season for them. Uh, even Spurs at home, I, I think they'd feel pretty confident about in game week 26. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, the defense, I'm still, I don't feel great about. Um, I thought that Robertson looked great. Sure. Right? He's an interesting option. He's 2.6% owned. He's f- priced at $4.7 million, um, you know does he keep his spot um i think i think so but you know i guess there's at least a little bit of uh, there's there.
1: there's a lot of rotation back there virgil van dyke is probably the only person back there that won't be rotation prone as soon as he's fit
0: right right uh, uh, yeah I'm not I to be honest I'm really still not considering anyone in that defense yeah, I just no, don't, I, I
1: think I don't said it last it. week I wouldn't consider anyone there until they get a real goalkeeper so
0: yeah I mean the end of that Man United or the, the uh, Man City Liverpool game it was it was 4-1 and uh, I was actually, we were getting ready to go. We were going to go to the museum with the, with the baby. And I told Kate, I was like, listen, it may be 4-1, but there's still eight minutes left in this game. <laughs> and Liverpool can absolutely concede three goals. Yeah, uh, And they, you know, conceded two. Nearly and they, did. it was like, oh, my, I know, it almost happened. But let's take a quick break. And then we'll do the second half of our uh, our our team reviews or whatever we're calling these.
1: Great. Same old podcast, always cheating. Josh, when I think about beautiful things, I think about uh, I think about myself, I think about the Sistine Chapel, I think about the always cheating listeners, but I also think about the Starting Eleven app, perhaps the most beautiful fantasy app that one can play. It is an app that is available for your iPhone and your Android, and it's daily fantasy for the Premier League. So it's a great antidote to whatever ails you with the regular FPL game. Josh, you're having a bad week. Maybe you dip into some starting 11. Fire up that app on your phone. Send me a head-to-head challenge. And uh, we have no budgetary restrictions. We can make live in-game substitutions while we watch the games, just like we're the real managers. And uh, it's great. You can participate with your friends. You can challenge strangers all around the world. You can challenge people in the bar where you're watching just via proximity. It's a very cool app.
0: It's funny because when you first, when you said "beautiful app," I was thinking, "Do I really care about that?" And then I was thinking about my frustrations with the official fantasy app and how crazy, like how crazed I get by that sometimes, because uh-huh. um, it doesn't load properly or Crashes. Like making a transfer. You, you were trying to make a transfer on the app. It is like the scariest thing ever. Like <laughs> you really never know if it's gonna like what what is gonna happen. Like you have to make a transfer to your desktop. How many people out there terrifying.
1: actually? Uh, if you make the transfer through the app or on your phone, you go to verify the transfer on a different device. <laughs> of
0: course, you have to. It's the, so the thing. Like, like I think it was the beginning of the season when like everyone had bench boost on for a minute, and you're like, no, Did I hit the wrong button. <laughs> yes. So yes, p- playing an app, especially a an, an app that's like a little, you know, you're you're already you're kind of mixing it up a little bit. You're doing. Daily fantasy, maybe you're playing with a friend just as a way to uh, to break with the monotony. I mean, obviously, I'm having kind of a kind of a tough run right now, and so you know, starting eleven's actually been kind of fun for me because it's like you just start clean, right? You pick an entirely fresh squad every game week, every time you're playing against somebody. Um, and uh, it's just you know you kind of you don't you don't carry around this hurt you yeah. know like a, <laughs> like, like a, a Trent Reznor style yeah. hurt but yeah absolutely so yeah. it's
1: it, yeah it's a lot of fun so you can play starting eleven any day in which there are at least two Premier League fixtures going on so uh, Josh and I are accepting challenges from listeners hit us up with a direct message on Twitter Facebook email at hailcheaters at gmail dot com and we will play you on starting eleven. For more information, just go to starting11.io, and they have links there to download the the app straight to your Android or iPhone. And we'll play Starting 11 with you today.
0: Yeah, I am planning to watch all of the Saturday fixtures. And actually, Brendan, maybe you can come over and watch the games. What do you think about that?
1: Oh, I, I love when uh, Josh yeah, puts me on out. the spot live on the I podcast. Know,
0: hang out. Me, me, you, and Baby, <laughs> all three of us watching the games together. Not the mama. That's right. So Brandon and I, we're we'll watching games together this Saturday. I've just decided it. <laughs> uh, and we will be playing starting 11 with anybody who challenges us. Uh, you can message us or add us or email us and uh, we will take you on and uh, we'll even, if, if, if you beat me in starting 11, not an easy thing to do. I will post a screenshot of your, what do you want it to be, Brandon? You're the winning team with, po- a, with a little at reply on Twitter. Like yeah, a post a picture of the something.
1: winning team with, with baby Quinn.
0: I don't know about that But I'll post <laughs> okay. I'll give you some, You will get some kind of Shout out on the Always cheating Twitter I'm going
1: account. to find Okay it's, it won't be your baby We don't want to exploit Your child like that I will find something Very embarrassing of Josh's In his apartment And <laughs> we will take a picture Of your winning Starting Eleven squad Next to that embarrassing thing In Josh's apartment Sure
0: my There's like, there's like a million things So that should be easy to do <laughs> Alright so challenge us This weekend We hope to see you then uh, Starting Eleven dot IO Is where you can find out more
1: Manchester City, Josh, they are now, they are no longer unbeaten. They're beaten.
0: They are beaten. Um, Okay, so Raheem Sterling, uh, probably a season keeper. Sergio Aguero, you know, it's a weird one with Aguero. I mean, on the one hand, I was I thought that it was, you know, Aguero to a Marado to Aguero was just the obvious was the obvious transfer this week. And, And maybe it is because they play Newcastle and West Brom back to back. Um, I'm actually going to wait and see if he plays in the League Cup at midweek. I really hope he doesn't. Um, I don't know why they'd play him in that. I mean, away way to Bristol City with a lead, I, I, I think he's. I don't think they need him. But um, but he has been really inconsistent this year. I mean, he just has not had, you know, a ton of explosive returns, you know, going. I mean, OK. So he had a hat trick in game week five. And he picked up 20 points. Um, but, you know, otherwise it's been kind of like one goal here, one goal there, a lot of penalties. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, are you are you sweating bullets not having Aguero right now? No, I'm really not. I'm I'm actually thankful in a way. I think uh, I think managers who are able to resist Aguero. I mean, this is a gamble. I'm kind of welcoming other managers to get Aguero because I think a player like Firmino is a nice differential. He's in great form. Uh, you you're at least going to put him on the same level as Aguero at this point in the season, given given uh, current team form and player performance. And I want to keep my differential. And I'd like to see some managers gravitate to Aguero for that reason. And because uh, I, I, I'm not really feeling it right now. It, it, the reason to own a player like Aguero at that price tag, 11.7, is that um, he looks incredibly dangerous every game. We can have the same, same conversation about Harry Kane. He's had his problems this season, but he always manages to deliver it, uh, when we need him to. And here he is. He's, he's, leading, um, he's leading goals scored. He's the highest point-getting striker in the game right now. And uh, I don't see a way to justify that with Sergio Aguero for me.
0: Yeah, uh I may have to bring him in just because of my position, you know, where I am in terms of being kind of kind of down. I mean, it, it's he, it's a weird it's it's a rare opportunity to have him as a bit of a differential. Um, his ownership is is only twenty two point seven percent. It's it's you know really pretty low. It's fair um, to say. I
1: mean, I I do. I guess I now understand the circular logic I'm using about Firmino being a differential. Of course, Aguero can become the same differential. So it's like fighting fire with fire. So it doesn't necessarily right. make sense. Difference
0: being that you know uh, that Firmino is nine million and Aguero is almost twelve. Yeah. Um, so you know there's a very massive difference in price there. i mean you can just do a lot more with that that 2.6 million so uh it's a tricky one okay so we you know we know the obvious candidates here if we wanted to be a little under the radar um you know danilo is an interesting one i mean it kind of depends on how long fabian delph is out for yeah um I, he's been kind of dealing with injury for a while but if he's out even for two weeks then uh you know playing newcastle and west brom back to back i mean Danilo at 5 million. I guess if you wanted to be a little more secure you go with John Stones at 5.4. Yeah, I,
1: I'd really push people toward John Stones for that reason. And also Stones he's looked a little wobbly since he's come back, but he will get a lot of scoring opportunities on set pieces. I mean, same as Ode Mendy, but um, that price tag on Stones I think is great. I, he's my favorite pick yeah. from the defense.
0: I'm kind of surprised that he has no goals and no assists the last 3 seasons. John Stones. Wouldn't, wouldn't you think yeah, would not you think at some point he would have picked up a goal or an assist? But going back to the 15-16 season, he has and so 15-16, 16-17 in this season, no goals or assists.
1: Yeah, I guess he did have a real trying time with his last season at Everton and uh yeah, that's that's a peculiar one. Yeah. Uh
0: yeah, so De Bruyne, you're you're you are you know, we we love De Bruyne, great player, possibly the player of the season. Yeah. Uh 6 goals and 11 assists. Um He's just doing what he does. Yeah, exactly. Has ultimately justified his price. We've we've officially gotten past that <laughs> that kind of early run where he was frustrating.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I'm I'm really itching to bring him back, and if I do, I move Christian Eriksen for him. And it's this is another one of uh what, what is the bigger problem to fix in my squad? And right. I'm I'm having a I'm having a, a crisis here of. De Bruyne at home to Newcastle versus Ericsson away to Southampton. Is that a problem? Like, do I have a problem with Ericsson? Probably not. So is this the week I'm solving other problems? But you cannot keep me away from KDB, my, my baby boy.
0: <laughs> OK, that's that's reasonable. Um, yeah, Sané has, has played a lot better, but, you know, he's ultimately a little bit of a risk there. Um I also I mean just Sanes eight point four. I mean you, you just gotta pay that extra half million to bring in Raheem Sterling, I think.
1: Yeah, and uh and that's also Pogba territory. And you know, based on based on Pogba's performance against I mean, granted, a dire stoke, I'd like to spend that money on Pogba instead of Sonny.
0: Yeah. Uh all right, Man United, uh we just watched them play today. Uh they, okay so they they do not have a superb run of fixtures as I as I mentioned earlier it's it's a little it's a little hit or miss uh they play Burnley and Spurs away the next two uh Chelsea and Liverpool home uh, a couple weeks after that um and just like it's kind of like it's like a good bad run of fixtures so <laughs> is there anybody that you um any okay the obvious candidates to you know Jones Smalling um Yeah yeah you know, Smalling at 5.3 million probably still a little underrated Yep
1: yeah, and, and um, they looked really yeah, miss- solid defensively uh, yep. today. I think that Mourinho has kind of is has gone some lengths to fixing whatever issues they were having during that wobble a month or two ago. Yeah, so yep. I, I like both of them. The midfield, given their issues with scoring this season. I am a little troubled by this bumpy road of fixtures ahead. I grant. I just brought in Jesse Lingard. I still think he's fantastic value at six point four. It was hard to read that game against Stoke because we were watching it together at the Black Horse and we were remarking on how United were just like they were lining up in the eight, in the eighteen just to take shots on Jack Butland, and there was just chaos because. Yeah. Stoke wasn't defending. United were kind of didn't know what to do with the amount of space they were given. And, uh, I mean, on top of that, uh, Matic and Mata had terrible games. But um, I, find, I found it hard to judge um, the value I'm getting with Lingard on that performance.
0: Yeah, it's it's it, it could be hard to judge. I mean, the whole team. Okay, so Lingard is an obvious is an obvious buy at six point four million. I mean, I think everybody kind of we all kind of had the same idea this week. Yeah, you know, sure. Like, the, the, the light
1: bulb went up over all of our heads. Like, oh, yeah, Lingard. Like,
0: Some like every team in our mini league suddenly had had, had Lingard. I mean, makes sense at six point four million. I think the rest of the midfield uh, we kind of have to wait and see if Alexis comes in. I think that really changed things. Yeah, uh, we were sort of debating who would move out if Alexis came. It's it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, Lukaku is a player that, that you just have to not bring in right now. Nope. Um, Stay away.
1: <laughs> now, pa- uh,
0: Paul Pogba. L- 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 shot. Oh, Paul, okay, Let's go yeah, Pogba first. Yeah. So Pogba, what do you think about Pogba? Double figure returns two weeks in a row.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think he's another player where the price is just right. Eight million for mm-hmm. Pogba. He, he's had troubles scoring goals since he came back from injury, but he is the best player on the pitch when, when, when he's on the pitch now. And those types of assists that he's getting are just, are just so bankable.
0: Yeah, um, I, I like him too. I, I don't know that he fits into my, into my squad. I don't know if there's a way to bring him in easily for me. But I, uh, yeah, I like him a lot. And his ownership's pretty low too. He's only at 13.9%. Yeah, so. yeah
1: nice differential there if you're looking to yeah. do something a little different yeah. with some consistent form.
0: Uh only other player to note is uh Luke Shaw uh started the last 3 matches uh 1% ownership three straight clean sheets for Shaw uh actually started the last 4 um yeah, he had like a little rampaging run in the second half at one point. Yeah. they have been trying to solve the the, the problem on the uh, on the left there for quite a while, and and maybe maybe Shaw is finally <laughs> the answer. I mean, there's really no one else who there's no you know, no one else is really well. Ash, Ashley Young was spot, like wearing
1: the captain's armband for a while this season, playing out there on the wing, and he yeah. he uh, apparently got abducted by aliens or something. I'm not sure what happened there.
0: Yeah, and they've even played together a couple of times. So I yeah, that that is that's kind of a strange one, you're right. I mean, Young was 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 really in that squad, sw- but um I don't know. I feel like, you know, Shaw is like it's a risky move, but uh 4.9 million, it might be worth a might be worth a punt. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh Newcastle. So I I suddenly find myself with with two Newcastle players, one that I'm looking to move ASAP, which is uh, Christian Ntezu. Uh, and one that I, I actually kind of like, which is um DeAndre Yedlin. You're such a homer, uh, Josh. F- yeah, four four point yeah, I have rarely owned Americans in my in my team. Uh so they, they have a real good bad kind of run of fixtures. Uh it's they play City Away, but then it's they play Burnley at home, and then they play Palace away, Mennon at home, Bournemouth, Liverpool, Southampton. It's like Every time they have one good fixture, it's like almost immediately followed by one bad fixture. So yeah, um, I don't know if, if any if either of their players would survive a wild card, but um, I may I may hold off on, uh, on on dropping Yedlin for a little while. Yeah,
1: I mean consistent starts at, at sub four point five is at four point four. That's 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 great. He fit he plugs he plugs a hole. To, to, he, does, he does. Yeah. To use yeah, a yeah, euphemism.
0: Clean sheets in two of the last three. I mean, the team is not great, and I was I was so disappointed with John. I mean, not not disappointed because I don't rate him, but John Joe Shelby really played poorly. Uh <laughs> In the uh, in the Swansea game, I mean, he was he had like one of the worst free kicks I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, and then he apparently sulked when he got removed from the pitch, and I was like, "You were terrible, man! Like you should have been a halftime sub." Like, what, what were you complaining
1: about? Are players like that just so frustrating? The ones that just lose yes. natural talent and they have somehow fallen backwards into the highest level they could be playing at. I know. I mean, yeah, I, I look at John and I'm like, "Did you really work hard to get here?" I mean, uh, presumably he did, but <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't know it.
0: You look at Matt Ritchie, just the classic like player who belongs in the championship, right? Oh like, yeah, so good down there. He's right? got
1: he's got League One talisman written on his forehead.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, there's nothing there's nothing fun to say about Newcastle. No. I mean, their for, their forwards are stink as well. So, uh, Southampton. South not a lot of fun to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, from from least fun to lesser fun. I'm not sure how yeah, how that works. I but they, they used to be fun. I used to love Southampton. And yeah, I mean kind of, Char- Charlie kind of Austin being out is is a disaster for them as an FPL contender, and it sounds like Austin's out for like long long term. Yeah, and that's a bummer. I mean, Ward Ward Prowse was for me in seasons past a wonderful. Tom Carroll esque 4.5 fifth midfielder sure, but sure. Uh, he got priced out of the game when they moved him up to five million though he he scored against my beloved Fulham in the FA Cup and he comes back again <laughs> yeah. with a brace against Watford
0: crazy I know uh yeah so there. yeah there I don't even know who I would consider I mean Oriel Romeo as a 4.3 million fifth midfielder maybe um. Yeah, the defense. I mean, they actually have some decent fixtures coming up. Yeah, um, but they've got a lot of injuries too. Yeah, and
1: Ber- yeah. Bertrand dropping to five point three is like that is a decent price for that. Like finding Bertrand at four five point three is like finding a designer clothing item at like the Salvation Army. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, um, but but still probably too much for for this kind of team. Given the fixtures, yeah. though, perhaps worth a pun
0: yeah uh like starting in gaming 28 the fixtures get a little better i would i would avoid until then yeah. uh all
1: right spurs spurs baby now here mm-hmm. we have a bevy of options i mean harry kane yes. nailed on got to be in every team if you don't have him uh what are you even doing but then the midfield it's it's like Ollie Erickson and son these guys are well some more than more particularly son he's is he uh is he getting to a point where we all have to get him into our squad?
0: Well, he's he's very appealing. Um that's for sure. I mean, he's had a great run. Uh yeah, I mean 14-9 and 13 and, and 3 of the last four. I mean, I, I'm kind of annoyed because I just I gambled wrong and uh, for the double game week, I brought in Ally and Erickson, yeah. and I just it was like I, it was so infuriating, you know. And I and I wouldn't have dropped Sun this game week either, and so I, I feel like I missed out on like twenty points, yeah, uh, or fifteen points, or, or wow. Whatever, if you had uh,
1: missed with, out on all the points you missed out on, you'd be like number one overall <laughs> in the world. I know, I know. I'm sorry,
0: <laughs> I, I don't mean to complain so much. So the thing about Spurs is that they they do have a difficult run coming up. Uh, really, even even game week 24 is not a great fixture. The way to Southampton, I mean. It's, it's a fine fixture, and they actually just destroyed Southampton like four weeks ago. Uh, but then they play Man United, Liverpool, and Arsenal in game weeks 25 through 27. So uh, obviously Kane uh, is, is not going anywhere the rest of the season. But I don't really feel like it need to be doubled up for that run of fixtures.
1: So here's a question. Son, who—I mean, the biggest problem with Son last season was always, is he nailed on? Probably not, even though he had pretty good offensive output. Right now, Son is nailed on. So this is fantastic. However— Look at his price tag, 8.2. We were just talking about Paul Pogba, best player on the pitch when he's playing. He's priced at $8 million. You have to choose between Sun and Pogba. Who do you choose?
0: Yeah, I, I think I have to go with Sun just because he's a little more attack-minded. Yeah. Um, but the the, the run of fixtures coming up is, is what throws me off a little bit. So uh, I wouldn't be transferring in Sun right now, but I, I also don't think I would drop him either so it's kind of like if you've got him good if not you just kind of you just don't have him yeah for a limited time only
1: that's that's sun right there
0: <laughs> yeah the defense is you know pretty pretty disappointing yeah uh ben davis is is back in a regular starting role right now while danny rose is out but um you know he still might he's still he's actually prone to rotation even when danny rose was was out because um, I think they can move around some of those guys. They can move around like Aurier a little bit. Even so, their defense um,
1: is just not good right now. Yeah,
0: their de- yeah, it's it's really disappointing defense this season, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I don't really think. I mean, I, I guess they've kept two clean sheets in the last three. It's been it's been a little bit better, but yeah, it's been it's been really disappointing all year. Uh, Hugo LaRice has made a lot of mistakes. It's just yeah. So I think I think I only having Kane is a perfectly fine way to have your to, to like have your spurs coverage
1: yeah um I'm looking at Stoke City Josh and i'm I'm wondering they're kind of kind of laughing inside there are players like like I was just mentioning my deepest bench player uh, who has been injured in the entire season from Huddersfield there, there's just no way I would ever have a player from the Stoke team even even like stuck on my bench.
0: Yeah, I had my little Chopu run. Uh, I haven't had him in probably since game week twelve or something like that. But he was he was fun to have for a while. Uh, four goals and four assists in the season. Um, yeah, it's it's a bad team. Um, <laughs> is there any like? Is there even from a FPL perspective? I don't think. No, there's I mean Shakiri had there. his
1: one blip that he'll have each season for Stoke.
0: Yeah, I'll admit, I was I was pretty bullish on Shakiri. I mean, I I thought you know they had a decent little run a few game weeks ago, and I thought he was set up really well for that, and he didn't deliver any attacking returns over those fixtures. And you know, they played Burnley, West Ham, West Brom, Huddersfield, and four matches in a row, and. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I think Stoke is probably going down this year.
1: Yeah, and I hope they do because they've really mismanaged this team since Mark Hughes showed up. I mean, they had had a couple of of decent finishes in the table, but it was always going to be diminishing returns to the point where it all just falls apart like a house of cards. I think we're seeing that happen and, yeah, uh,
0: it's it's too bad because I like having Stoke in the in the in the league. I just, the, the they've always been the league as long as I've been a you know following it. Um, but yeah, it's almost like they need to like you know kind of reset a little bit and yeah. like think about their priorities. Like maybe you don't need every aging player from all <laughs> these various European squads. All right, so
1: Paul Lambert coming into Stoke. I guess the one positive FPL thing I could say is wait and see what Lambert decides to do with Peter Crouch. Peter Crouch is an old man at this point. But if he gets regular starting minutes, even like semi-regular at 4.9, that's a pretty decent um, Calvert-Lewin replacement.
0: They actually have a great run of fixtures, too. Yeah. And they play Huddersfield, Watford, Bournemouth, and Brighton in the next four. Well, we made a little bit of a turnaround there on the
1: Stoke discussion. I like that.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I still wouldn't advocate bringing anybody in, but it they are set up to win some matches. I don't know. I mean, I don't even know who you'd want in this team right now. It's It's... It's not a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Uh Swansea, uh we're just God, the second half of this <laughs> this list, Brandon, is just full it's, of It's pretty, teams. it's pretty dark. It is pretty dark.
1: <laughs> Tom Carroll, Tom Carroll down to um MacArthur price, four point three. Gotta love this. Yeah, and still getting the starts though. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, Tom Carroll, you're back in contention. I mean the the other guy <laughs> we had to talk about is Jordan Ayu who um is the only person capable of scoring on this team. I know picked up another one. Uh 3 goals and 5 from Ayu. So yeah. uh he he's
0: he's played well, he's cheap. I mean, he's cheaper than Calvert Lewin. So yeah. uh if you needed a super if you really weren't going to play your third forward ever, um Lewin to Ayu is not a bad move. Yeah, I guess you know, if you're
1: looking he, at all of those cheapo strikers, even looking at uh, like the likes of Peter Crouch, Iu might play the most minutes out of all of them, and yeah. on top of that, he's probably going to score as many, if not more, goals. So I, I, I really like Jordan Iu here. Yeah,
0: I mean, they play Liverpool, Arsenal, and Leicester in the next three, but after that, the fixtures lighten up a lot. So uh, yeah, if you're doing an early wild card, maybe maybe consider Iu as a as a third forward. Um, the rest of the team and the defense uh, defense is pretty disappointing. In the midfield there's really not a lot of value there. Yeah. Um, even you know, I mean, they're not a lot of fun to watch, and there's it's not a lot of fun to own any of their fantasy players either. Yeah,
1: well, you you could talk about Alfie Mawson if he was four point five, but at five point oh, that's that's a no go.
0: All right, we move on to Watford. Is this any more fun?
1: Wow, Watford. I yeah, mean, this is probably this is um, team in the league that I have the least grasp of the starting eleven <laughs> of.
0: Right. Right. They have, like, it's, the craziest player names. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, they've it's like a, just a ton of defensive injuries all year. Their defense has been really shoddy.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, how many? Okay, let's see. How many clean sheets have they kept this season? It, it can't be. It can't be many. They've kept uh, they kept five on the season, and they kept three clean sheets in their first four. So they've kept one clean sheet in the last, like, 18 or 19 weeks, whatever it is. Uh, Super disappointing Um, I mean what do you I don't know what do you think Like I mean okay let's start with Richarlison The kind of obvious Yeah Richarlison
1: that's over I think that we're seeing It used to be there were five or six Articles per week in the FPL community Of like Hold tight. Just look at Richarlison's stats. And now right. I think I only saw one of those articles in the past week. <laughs> so right. it's the party is over. See you next season, Richarlison. I look forward to yeah. doing business with you again, though I, I'm a <laughs> little wary of what your price tag is going to be. Deco- uh, their, fixtures, their fixtures are okay. Yeah.
0: Coming, looking looking ahead. Yeah.
1: DeCorey has that sort of, um, he he has that sort of, Kuyate uh, effect of like yeah. random guy from random midfield who will score goals.
0: Yeah, it would have been cool if you brought him in at five million, like the first week of the season. You probably could have just kept him the whole time. Uh-huh. Um, but I think, yeah, like 5.3, it seems a little. Yeah, I, I agree. Like it's it's a, it's a perfect comparison because you just like you don't think it can last. Yeah, you know? and, like and, and, It feels it feels unsustainable still.
1: Yeah, no, there's. There's there's not much to say here at all. Any any people that you'd be interested in like there's strikers with with Andre Andre Gray, he's scored two and two so far but yep. at 6.3 on a not great team at the moment. <laughs> it, yeah. I know I'm trying to be
0: positive here about these teams, but there's there's just not a lot to not a lot to say, right? Will Hughes like We'll always have those two yeah. weeks. Positive, fun positive thing
1: to say is that Watford will probably come back stronger next season, and and they'll be fun. Sure, fun to play around with their FPL players then.
0: Yeah, exactly. With a new list of defenders that no one's ever heard of, <laughs> uh, West Brom. Uh, okay, West Brom. I brought up earlier in the podcast because they have been keeping some clean sheets. I
1: mean, West Brom's staying up. You heard it here first. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think they're I think they're staying up too. Run of fixtures is very hit or miss. It gets better starting in game week twenty eight. Uh until then they've got Everton, Man City, and Chelsea in three of the next four. Um, so yeah, no one no one's looking to bring in a West Brom player right away. Uh but their defenders are very cheap. And, you know, Hagazi, despite all the crap he's taken over the year, you know, he's on seven clean sheets on the season, you know, picked up a goal. Yeah. I mean he's not not bad, you know. He's still only four point six million.
1: Yeah, and Johnny Evans at four point nine. There is constant, uh, you know, rumor yeah. mongering about where he might end up. And yeah, uh, I mean, if it'll be cool. I mean,
0: if he ends up on like an Arsenal, that would be like he'd be a, you know, he'd be a solid buy. Yeah,
1: at, at four point nine for sure. Yeah, I like their yeah. defense more than anything else. I mean, Jay Rodriguez, kind of as predicted. Um, you know, he's. Ben probably their most talented, um, attacking option more so than Rondon, but just will fail to deliver. And yeah,
0: exactly. It's, it's very, it's kind of like the Newcastle strikers, you know, like it seems like they're, when you watch them, you're like, this guy's actually kind of good, yeah. you know, but then it just seems like the, the finishing's not quite there. It's just not, it's not, it's not happening for them. So yeah, uh, yeah midfield i don't see there's there's nothing in the midfield right nothing you'd consider no
1: yeah I mean, uh, some decent talent but nothing for your FPL side yeah i think you're right it's it's the defense here um did did you already mention that Ben Foster is down to 4.4 4 million
0: <laughs> no
1: oh. man that is cheap oh. that is like really
0: affordable. I mean they
1: do have some very dicey fixtures um down the home stretch but that's that's yeah. quite a bargain.
0: It's really not bad. And, yeah, what, four clean sheets in the last nine. Some decent fixtures coming up. Ben Foster as a rotation goalkeeper on a wild card. Not a bad option.
1: Yeah, no. No,
0: not at all. I mean, game week 28 like, uh, twenty eight to 33, they have home matches with Huddersfield, Leicester, Burnley, and Swansea. Yeah. Those are, you know, I mean, like, Pardew's, Pardew, I mean, Pardew is, you know, doesn't really have a management philosophy, but it seems like his... His approach with this team is just like, if no one can score on us, we can stay up, right? <laughs> like, let's just make these games nil nil draws and we'll just pick up, you know, 15 more draws and well, that'll be enough points for us yeah. to stay up, which is probably true.
1: What does Pardue think about? That's a very. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I, I don't know what his approach does is. Does Pardue dream about Pardue?
1: I'm sure he does. I'm sure I dreamt about meeting Mark Hamill at a movie theater and Pardue probably dreams about meeting himself at the movie theater.
0: All right, final squad, West Ham uh, has
1: impressed, no doubt about it. I want to present an award real quick, Josh, and I'll present the award to Marko Arnautovic for being the first West Ham player to achieve double-digit ownership. 10% on the dot. Congratulations, Arnie. You did it.
0: Yep. Uh one goal, two assists, three bonus points, a sixteen point haul for an And yeah. Man, did did managers who brought him in for the double game week luck out? Because they? That did is they though?
1: Because I was one of those managers and I was very hasty in jettisoning, <laughs> jettisoning him yeah. for Jesse Lingard. Oh, I felt I so good about that. But um
0: I know. And now they've got Bournemouth, Crystal Palace, Brighton, and Watford in their next four. Three out of four of those at We
1: called it on the podcast, Josh. We said, don't be shy about bringing in these West Ham players. Don't play your free hip. Free hit chip because they've got Great fixtures coming up and they still Do and why don't I listen to always Cheating it's a great FTL podcast
0: (laughs) It's like I said at the top of the podcast there's Do as we say not as we do (laughs) You know it's (laughs) When you're when you're looking at the stuff from 10,000 feet the decisions are very easy When it comes to your own team things get a little A little messier sometimes yeah so uh,
1: Uh, So yeah there's there's a a lot to like In the squad right for sure and and Lanzini uh, just Point to cheaper than Arnie probably even hauls for them throughout the rest of the season, assuming West Ham keeps scoring. Um, David Moyes says something interesting in the press. He said, I want this West Ham team to play like Chelsea. I'm not entirely sure what he means by that, but whether that means (laughs) really attacking or really defensive, because I think Chelsea do both pretty well. Um, but point point being, Moyes has high hopes for this squad, and I think that means he'll milk his big assets like like Arnie and Lanzini.
0: Yeah, and when I look at the the you know the forward line, there's really no one that that interests me here. Um, uh, Sako, I think, is going to move to um, Crystal Palace. I think that's what they've talked about. Uh, Andy Carroll, you know, just can't stay healthy, and so you can really never consider bringing him in. Uh, Chicharito is not really playing very much. Um, that looks like probably a failed transfer, yep. um, which I actually thought was, was going to be the case. I was, I was never that bullish on Chicharito. Um, so yeah, I think our at 7 million, Lanzini at 6.8. The defense, I don't know what to say. I mean, they actually look pretty good at times. I've had Masuaku, which has not worked out at all for me. Um, I mean, like, it's backfired <laughs> catastrophically, but they, they did have these three clean sheets in a row yeah. um, in 16, 17, 18, and now they have this great run of, you know, really four four clean sheet opportunities in a row, right? I mean, Bournemouth, Palace, Brighton, Watford, um, all, you know, three out of four of those at home, I mean, they could absolutely keep clean sheets in those matches, so... Um, I can't. I'm certainly not going to drop him, but um, defense, it would be nice if they can actually keep a clean sheet for once.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cresswell continues to be very ex, uh, vexing FPL wise, in that he's the, there's the highest ceiling with Cresswell in the West Ham defense, but he's also the most expensive one to the point where you you'll he'll never get enough attacking returns to justify spending five point one on him versus four point five on Mosuaku. So right. just as we were talking about Ben Foster um, dramatically being at 4.4 4 million, also Adrian at 4.4. 4. So there is a possibility for a wildcard GK rotation, both at 4.4, 4, nailed on starters on teams decent enough to 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 hold, a, not, to hold a clean sheet. Not a yeah, not a bad
0: shout. Uh, the the run out, the you know, not that we need to look this far ahead, but. Uh, game Week 31 on it's, it's a pretty rough finish For them on the season They play Man United Chelsea Arsenal uh, Man City Leicester And Everton um, So Yeah Have your fun now And then and then Get ready to drop them When you wild card In Game Week 31 <laughs> Or something
1: like that Go out there And have some fun Speaking of having fun Josh Shall we take a final break And come back And do a quick preview Of Game Week 24 Let's do it Same old podcast Always all right,
0: game week twenty four. Brandon starts up this Saturday. Uh, we've been talking for a long time, so let's just let's just do this quickly here. Uh, there are some interesting uh, captain options. I think it comes down to um, yeah. You know, I think Mo Salah is a is a clear captain choice, and um, uh, any of your Man City players, I think, are clear captain choices, right? And, you know, they you know, play Newcastle at home. Um, if you have Aguero, I think he's he's an obvious candidate. If you have Raheem Sterling, yeah. uh, I think he's an obvious candidate too. Yep. Um, any other captain places? I mean, I guess if you wanted to, if you wanted to be really different, you could look at uh, Chelsea. I guess if you if you if you still have Hazard, maybe you think about him.
1: Yeah, uh, I would say Harry Kane. I mean, not, not to state the obvious. Oh, but sure, sure. They're playing Southampton, a team that's just right, above point. the basement right now. They are away, but um, it's not like Spurs are ever helped by playing at home this season. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know he's if if your bus team is truly a bus team and you you forgot to even set it after this weekend i think you could do worse than leaving the armband where it is on harry kane but
0: yeah
1: that said i think you're spot on i think mo salah is going to be the runaway favorite this weekend
0: yep i think salah makes a lot of sense um or you know, or Aguero. I guess Aguero is the other um, the other obvious. candidate. Yeah, I, just, I really hope hope he doesn't play in that Bristol City match.
1: I'm personally slightly more hesitant on the City assets, even like with my eye on Kevin De Bruyne. It's, they well, it's it, it is it is the same with Liverpool, and that they do tend to sp- spread the attacking points around. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just nervous based on City actually having lost a match. We did have a we did have a question on the Slack channel of like, well, now that City's lost a a match, are they are they all fodder? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely I mean
0: not. no, and they still they still scored three goals, you know, very you know like the, the aggression they showed to score those final two goals, I mean they really yeah, you know, they they were they were pushing for I mean, if that game went on five more minutes, you'd think they would have found an equalizer. Yeah,
1: so this is actually um, a pretty yeah. good week to um Jump out with a with a captaincy pick because I think the captain, as we're saying, is going to be spread around.
0: Um, any other matches? Um, I mean, Arsenal Crystal Palace. I'm sort of, just sort of interested in to see how far Arsenal can fall. I mean, yeah. uh, I actually could see Crystal Palace winning that game. Yeah. Uh, uh, Man United Burnley is an interesting. Yeah, match.
1: I'm, I was just going to mention that too because um, Burnley really needs to, you know, up the energy at that club. They were so high for so long and. I feel like this is a point at which they could play for a nil nil draw, sort of Mourinho style. And it'll be a real test of Man United. Like, how far has their attack come in the last month? And can they do the business against Burnley?
0: Um, Yeah, Man City, Newcastle should be interesting just to see how Man City respond uh, after the loss. Um, And yeah, I mean, Spurs, Southampton, you know, I just wonder if. I wonder what kind of performance South will put in. I mean, they really, really got their butts kicked the last time they played Spurs, and you wonder if maybe that inspires them to um, to play a little better. I don't yeah.
1: know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you have any transfers in mind this week? Well,
0: yeah. the The decision I have to make is whether I um, whether I bring an Aguero or not. Um, if I don't bring an Aguero, I would I would actually maybe consider burning four um, and maybe. I don't know. I, I feel like I've got a couple big problems that need to get solved, and um, it just it just depends. I mean, I I actually think you know Jamie Vardy, who we were talking about earlier, is I'm kind of talking myself into Vardy as a possible okay. uh, marauder replacement, and I, I like that it would free up two million for me as well. So uh, we'll see. I don't know if I can resist the Aguero captaincy though. Yeah. If I have a, if I bring in Aguero, I'll, I'll definitely captain him. Yep. Um. And, and probably vice captain Salah. Yeah.
1: And right now, I think I'm probably going to end up dropping Erickson in favor of De Bruyne, and then, of course, like my homework that I'll leave to the very last day: Calvert Lewin and Loftus Cheek. Uh, I will forego them to make a more fun transfer.
0: Yeah, will we ever find out what's going on with Loftus Cheek? Like the the weirdest injury that like no one has any. Bit of a bit of a. Where in the world about... is Carmen
1: San Diego? Situation. I won't know until yeah. somebody tells me the colors of the flag where he was last seen.
0: Yeah, I know. I liked. I was mentioning to you earlier. I had some tweet last week where I was like, "So what is going on with Calvert Lewin?" And everyone was that like, lopped his cheek." Ben, Ben, yeah, Ben Dinnery. He said he's injured. I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I know he's injured." I I follow Ben as close as anybody. But what what actually is happening? Like, what is the deal here? And <laughs> no one really seems to have a definitive answer. So it's it's a bit strange.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's game week twenty four. Good luck. It's
0: a fun three hours. I feel <laughs> I feel exhausted, but but like refreshed in a way too Brandon like it was it was a good it was good to, to dive into these teams a little yeah, bit you know yeah. I, I don't even like to like like click on West Brom's like like I, I didn't even like to look at their squat you know and so it was yeah. like it was, it was like clockwork orange you know I had to like <laughs> like keep the eyeballs open and and just
1: didn't get through yeah you, you had to do some uh what was what's the violence uh Yeah, a bit of the old (laughs) Um, ultra-violence. I want to make a deal with the listeners. If you learned one single thing during this long uh, podcast... Do us a favor, go over to iTunes and leave us five stars. And if you have a minute, write us a favorable review. That really helps us and and it goes a long way. So we appreciate it. So that's one way you can support the pod. Subscribe on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Josh, how else can people support Always Cheating?
0: They can support us on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash alwayscheating. We've got our second half league there. We've got our Slack channel. You can uh, join in and chat with us uh, all week along with uh, all of our other patrons. There's um, some some really good regular posters on there, Brandon. I, I've definitely learned a lot. There's a lot of different channels and interesting uh, threads there too. So, uh, the, the Paul Lambert news, as far as I was concerned, broke on Slack. <laughs> yeah, That's right.
1: And I think my life is actually setting, settling down now to the point where I can mail out some buttons. So those of you patiently yes. waiting for your Patreon buttons, they, they will soon be in the mail. We appreciate you hanging tight for those. Yeah, exactly. And, and Mike DePietro,
0: uh, we've not forgotten about you either. We're looking forward to having you on as the, uh, the winner of the Survivor League in the next uh, few weeks as well.
1: Cool. Well, we'll see you on Twitter and Facebook and, and all those other places. Josh, it, it's been real. It has been real. It's been real and it's
0: been fun, but it hasn't been real fun. So <laughs> maybe, right. maybe next week.
1: All right. Hail Poku. Hail Cheaters. This is the story of the Wad. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently